we get a lot of customer questions here regarding tent wood stoves. So what is a tent wood stove? Yeah, what the heck is a tent wood stove? Let's go into it now. Let's, Let's do it. Do it. Welcome to the Lux Backpacking, Hunting, and Winter Camping Chat. Sponsored by Lux Hiking Gear. Covering helpful tips and tricks from decades of time spent on the Olympic Peninsula. In the mountains, rivers, and forests. Conversations for an audience ranging from the beginner all the way up to the experienced adventurer. What does a tent wood stove burn? All the tent wood stoves I've used burn wood. Yeah, usually when you're doing a long trip or something, mm -hmm. or even overnight, you go in the forest. Yeah. Gather wood. Deaden down wood. You don't want to chop down a tree. Yeah. I'm, some people may and want to chop down a tree. And that's what it burns. Yeah. So I've always gone in, gathered a whole bunch of wood, uh, bring a saw with, um, and make small piles of, or big piles of different sizes that we find in the woods. Yeah. Maybe we can go over that a little bit later. Um, yeah. More detail. But uh, wood burning, that is what it burns you don't want to burn any other fuel inside there yeah definitely people ask about pellets and logs of you know compressed stuff and materials just burn some plain old good old wood yeah because short and sweet you're gonna gunk up your chimney and mm -hmm. the inside of the stove if you use any type of synthetic yep material got it that makes perfect sense and you're never gonna get that out <laughs> no so probably, don't do it. Probably not. So don't burn anything weird or synthetic. Just stick to some good old-fashioned wood. Um, yeah, so you have a tent wood stove, but what's another important thing that you need? Yeah, definitely. So the next important thing that you would need to use your tent wood stove, besides the tent itself, is a stove jack. And the stove jack is uh, designed to protect your tent from melting um, from the red-hot chimney and the red-hot stovepipe going up through it is that right yeah the material is fireproof mm -hmm. and so it's very important to use that yes so you do not melt your tent or burn your tent yes besides uh protecting your tent from burning and melting and also uh add some stability to the stovepipe yeah we always recommend just leaving a little bit of airspace in between the stove jack and the chimney mm -hmm. just in case you get some high wind you don't want to risk uh, bumping your stove over yeah it's important that it can freely go up and down the chimney but at the same time you want stability mm -hmm. so it's about customizing it for your chimney pipe yes that's right and how do you customize it so <laughs> I actually just did uh, did one this weekend for myself. Um, I took my chimney ring, laid it up against it for a general size, and then I used just regular old house scissors and cut a nice hole in it. Yeah, you don't need no special tool, do nope. you? I, nope, not nothing at all. You're I, not going to want to use your wife's good sewing scissors because it'll dull <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, maybe don't use your uh, kitchen cooking scissors either. Um, you don't want to get any fiberglass material anywhere. Yeah, you could just use some dollar store cheapy um, house scissors. Yep. Yeah. Doesn't have to be fancy. You don't need a, a fancy razor or nothing like that. I've even used a knife in the woods before. There you go. It's when, not as pretty. Yeah. But it's uh, it works. Yes, gets the job done. So they burn wood. You need a stove jack on your tent. How hot can it become inside your tent using a tent wood stove? 
Yeah, that just depends on the fuel source, mm-hmm. the size of the stove, mm-hmm. and the person operating the stove. Yeah. Because just like a campfire, running a fire with wood is user. It tastes skill. Yes, definitely. I've learned how to run one pretty pretty okay now, but there were some some hurdles and a learning curve to it. Um, when it comes to the wood dimensions, like we discussed or, or we just briefly mentioned, bringing a uh, saw with you if you're going to be out in the backcountry is kind of a necessity. Yeah, especially if you're going to be out there for a long time. One night trips, you actually probably don't even need a saw just yeah. because you're going to be burning pencil sized sticks. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so you could just break it with your knee mm-hmm. or whatever needs to be done. You don't need to be using big wood um, because we actually used big wood only before bed mm-hmm. or controlling the stove if it's too hot. You can throw a big piece in there. Yeah, yeah. If you start a fire with the big pieces, um, just like a campfire, the fire is going to be very simmer, cold, and more than likely is just going to go out. Yes. And that doesn't benefit anything. Yeah, you're not going to make any type of heat out of a fire that doesn't burn. Speaking of benefits, um, some of the benefits you can get from using a tent wood stove inside your tent are a really good heat source, cooking surface, drying clothes, and I know there's another one that I can think of. Um, you could actually boil water for a hot shower. Oh, man. But that's not what you were going to think of. No, I was thinking of uh, lowering the risk of condensation, actually. Oh, yeah. So you're just going to... The intake of the stove is going to suck air in. Mm-hmm. And so it's just going to pull any moisture that's inside the tent if you got a nice hot fire. It sounds like, why would you want to go out in the woods without one? Um, the only time I usually don't bring it if I'm going to do a sub 24 hour trip, because mm-hmm. why bother setting it up? Because yes. you're just basically going to put up your tent, go to bed, wake up, go home, go to work. Yeah. Yep. Now that makes sense. But if you're going to be out there for a two night, three night, and the weather's going to be miserable or cold, it's for sure a nice tool to have. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. So let's go over a wood pieces since i pulled you off that topic yeah yeah that's one that i like to talk about every time we start talking about tent wood stoves because it's something i wouldn't have thought of uh when i first started but basically when when we go out we like to gather small little twigs a whole bunch of them small like let's see what would you compare that to in a size i mean smaller than a pencil yeah there's so maybe like um they're like spaghetti noodles. I mean, yeah, they're, there you go. they're tiny. Yeah, yeah. And you just get a whole, whole, whole big giant stack of them. A ton of them. A ton of them. Because that's how you're going to get it fired up and roaring so you can start putting the bigger stuff on there. Yeah, and then even after you put bigger stuff and you're like, hey, I want it a little bit warmer. Yes. Guess what you do? You throw a whole bunch throw of Throw a on bunch there. of little small ones on there. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then along with that, and yeah, like you said, they're not just to get it fired up. It's for... Um, if you got it burning for a while and it starts dying down too, throw a whole bunch of those little tiny little babies on there. Yeah. As a, when you use it for weeks, a stove in the backcountry, you'll learn that you don't really even have to mess with the air intake mm-hmm. or the damper, which controls 
What is an air intake? What is let's, an air let's intake? Let's go into that before we dive into the next thing. The stoves I'm familiar with have an air intake on the door that can be opened and closed to allow uh, a lot of air or very little to no air in, um, and it creates a draw from from the front of the stove. Yeah, because when fire combusts, it sucks in oxygen and air, mm-hmm. and yeah. so you could you need that in order for the fire to burn inside. Yes. And then what is a damper? Uh, a damper allows you to close off the chimney um, and keep all the, the heat down inside the firebox. Yeah, chimney, not all chimneys are the same, obviously, mm-hmm. but will draw like siphoning gas through a garden hose. Yeah. Will draw air up the chimney pipe. Mm-hmm. And so you can control it with the damper of how much air is getting drawn up. Yes. So these two things combined will allow you to control the temperature if that's your method or your style. Yeah, but I usually just use it as a pro um, at bedtime. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes if the stove is just beyond ripping for several hours, you can push it halfway in on the damper. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's actually going to push the heat through the belly of the stove. Yeah. Um, but before I left this topic, a pro will actually control the stove with pieces of wood, different sizes. Yes. So the next step up from small spaghetti strand sizes are, like you said, probably about pencil size mm-hmm. sticks. And these are the ones that we use actually the most after the stove's going. Mm-hmm. Especially in the winter, when it's dark for fourteen hours. Yes. You're gonna, yep, you're going to be burning continuous uh, fire with those. Yep, especially for cooking or even just staying warm. Mm-hmm. That's going to be your most bang for the buck there. Yeah, and if we don't find those pieces, which you should be able to find, because they're all over the place, you can take some of your bigger diameter ones and split them down with you know, uh, your knife and a, and a log or another piece of wood to get that size of stick. But um, it's really good to have that medium size. Would you say there's two more sizes? There's kind of like a... Yeah, I definitely would, actually. Yeah. So there's the third size we'd get to is probably, a, I don't know, two inches in diameter. What would you compare that to? Um, let me think. Dun, 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 dun. Two inches, I guess. So yeah. that would be like a... <laughs> Uh, flashlight? Yeah. Like a mag light? Yeah. Yeah, like a good mag light size um, stick. Mm-hmm. And the larger piece, what you were hinting at, mm-hmm. would be as big as you can get in the door. Yes. Now, this is what you were saying uh, around bedtime. Yep. Drop one of those in there. After about four hours of burning a stove and you have a lot of coals, mm-hmm. you can throw that monster piece in there. Mm-hmm. And I've had them burn all the way till I wake up the next morning. Dang. That's the pro tip. Yep. But it will not do that if you do not have beta coals. Mm -hmm. What is a beta coals? (laughs) Because we get a lot of these questions, so it's a good time to go over it. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I think those those ones that we were saying, the two-inch diameter, those are really good for making a big bed of coals, a big bed of nice hot coals. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Refresh my memory. A little. I mean, I know a bit of so coals let's is ref- a bit of coals. It's hard to explain, but let's yeah. think about a campfire. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
after several hours of burning a campfire, you have like logs or different pieces like stacked up. Yes. Into a one area. Mm -hmm. Let's say if you took all those pieces and removed the burning pieces off the fire. Yes. What's left over is coals on the ground. Yes. Red hot usually. Red coals. hot. Like yes. You think of firewalkers <laughs> that you see on uh-huh. TV or YouTube or whatever. The coals is what people walk across Yeesh. for whatever crazy reason. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a nice thick bed of red hot glowing coals. Yes. Left over from and burning so it for hours and hours. so just a burning stick mm-hmm. that's red is not a coal. No. That is a, a fire. That's a stick. That's a that's burning on fire. stick. That's a burning stick. Yeah. So what falls onto the ground and becomes different thicknesses based upon the type of wood and the time that you've been burning the fire, that's mm. the coal. Yes. And so I always recommend people getting an old Boy Scout manual. Oh. It's about 30, 40 years has been around, if not longer. Mm-hmm. Because that will teach you the basis of camping. Secondly, YouTube is a very powerful resource. Yeah, definitely. You can search in how to build a campfire. Hmm. It'll teach you all the different little things. I wonder if there's a PDF download for that. There uh, probably Boy Scout is manual. Yeah. a PDF for the Boy Scout manual. Good to, good to have. Good for the old it refresher. teaches you how to cook on a fire, how to build shelters. Yeah, because it's, it, it's good to have that big bed of coals. Um, to cook on top of instead of putting your uh, pot or pan onto the stove while it's ripping with flames. Yeah, definitely. If you just start a fire mm-hmm. and it's flaming like crazy, you do not have any coals in the bed of the stove mm-hmm. or the belly. You put that steak on the stove, mm-hmm. it's going to burn the crud out of it. Yes, it's not a consistent uh, temperature. No. The flames are just high, high heat. Yes, it's so. important that you have those coals to cook on, not the flame of the fire. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, that's another pro tip there. Um, while we're talking about that, you can cook on some tent wood stoves. Yeah, as long as it's uh, give you a cooking surface. Mm-hmm. Some designs are cylinder with no flat top. Mm-hmm. So... It becomes really hard to cook on those. Yes, I can't imagine you could cook anything on there, really. But um, it's nice to be able to cook real, uh, you know, pieces of meat or, or whatever, you know, vegetables and stuff like that. Because I'm assuming you can kind of get tired of freeze-dried stuff. After yeah, a while. definitely. Especially yeah. if you're hunting or fishing and you got some fresh meat. What better time? Yeah, right. And a pro tip, man, they're just coming out. Big time today, aren't they? Pro tip. <laughs> Anyways, is after several hours of burning a wood stove or a campfire, mm-hmm. you'll have a lot of coals, mm-hmm. red hot. Like if you even put your hand near them or a glove, it'll start melting the glove. Yeah. That hot. Yes. So what you can do is bring along some tin foil, mm-hmm. and you can put your meat, potatoes, veggies, or whatever, put a bunch of olive oil or different types of oil on or butter. Mm. In mm. there with the oil, some mm-hmm. seasoning, throw that in the coals, close the door, and you got yourself a little oven. Yeah. We always somehow come back to the topic of food, which is <laughs> pretty funny, but, um, you know, we were out once, um, completely soaked, and we used it to dry our clothes, our gear, um, stuff like that. 
and another pro tip, I guess, while uh, talking about drying things, when you've got a lot of wet wood around you, once you get the stove ripping, you know, and you can take a, a little bit of time from feeding it, keeping those wet sticks around the stove or even underneath the stove belly will dry them out. Uh, we've even put them on top before. You just got to keep an eye on them because they can get hot and catch fire. Um, but yeah, you keep them all around the stove, dry them out, and then you've got a whole bunch of dry wood to keep you going. Yeah, for sure. All this is displayed in our YouTube channel, so you definitely want to go check that out. Um, but you can use the heat from the stove, as you said. You can put wood underneath the belly of the stove, and it'll slowly dry. Mm-hmm. I like to just to create some piles near yeah. the stove to dry, mm-hmm. and then you can put the sticks on top, and it'll actually not catch fire. No. It'll but just, it'll just char to a black end. Yes. It'll just burn slowly. Yes. And pro tip number 10 <laughs> is that when we were elk hunting, mm-hmm. no CMs and mosquitoes were crazy. Yes, definitely. We took sticks and rotated it on top of the stove. And so it just created a little bit of smoke. Mm-hmm. And that kept all the little mosquitoes away. Yeah, not enough smoke to run you out of the tent, but just nope. enough to keep mosquitoes and noceums and stuff away from you. So, yeah, man, we're just definitely. And that's like a million dollar little pro tip right there. Yeah, certainly. Um, because that time of year when the mosquitoes are, are big and heavy, you know, it might not be uh, as beneficial to bring a stove. But this is one of those times where it would be. Yeah, because in elk hunting is in September in our state, mm-hmm. and it typically the weather starts to shift again. Yeah, to be cold. It's right around that time. Rainy, where it'll be like sunny one day, then all of a sudden you'll have two days of heavy rain, and then back to sun. Mm-hmm. And so when you're elk hunting in the backcountry, you're going to be out there generally from a weekend all the way up to two weeks, mm-hmm. and so you need to be fully self sufficient. In the backcountry, because the longer you stay in the woods, the higher chance that you are to find an elk. Yeah, know that. And so that wood stove is like a necessity for those type of long hunts in variable weather. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, just from personal experience, leaving those big sticks around, because I've had a time where it was completely, everything was wet, leaving those big sticks around it. Um, even while it just kind of slowly uh, goes out, if you let it go out in the middle of the night, when you wake up in the morning, you've got a whole bunch of dry wood to fire up and get your coffee started, get some breakfast going. Um, so it's just, it's a good helpful tip is all. Yeah, we'll put a picture to the thumbnail of this podcast that shows different piles of wood. Yeah. So you can get a visual. Yeah, I like it. Um, and you nailed it on that one. I like to set aside a bunch of tinder so that you're able to start the fire in the morning, no problem. Yes. And to add on that, when I'm laying by myself on a solo hunt or whatever, I'll actually put some medium-sized sticks in front of the door Mm -hmm. of the stove piled up. So all I have to do when I'm halfway out of it through the night is open the door, and right there is the firewood prepared. Just toss one in. Just toss toss a couple in. in. You don't even have to think about it. I like that. Because that's the other thing uh, we get a lot is how long can I burn it? Uh, will it burn all night? Do I got to get up and feed it all night? Um, and realistically, you're probably going to have to do some type of management throughout the night if you want it to burn all night or give you heat all night. Yes. 
especially it's so user dependent mm-hmm. and the type of wood that you're burning dependent. Yes. So there's no one set answer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've got a bunch of old uh, driftwood that I want to burn because I heard that burns pretty good and is good for cooking. Yep, you get that nice salty uh, seasoned wood. Yes. And then it just adds it to your uh, food a little bit, like a little hint of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's definitely something to experience in your lifetime. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Tasty. Now, I know that uh, there are a lot of shelters that come with, that can come with stove jacks installed. Can you install a stove jack uh, on an existing shelter at a later time? Yeah, you definitely can. Um, what is important is that, do you know what's important? Uh, what I would find important is that you either have something to protect your floor or you have a shelter that's floorless or has a removable floor so you're not dropping any hot coals or anything on your floor and ruining your tent. Yeah, and then you want to have a single wall tent. Yes, that makes sense. And you also want a tent that has an angled wall or... If you have a straight vertical wall, mm-hmm. it requires you to put an elbow in your stove. Okay. And then you have to have enough room between your sleeping area and the stove. Mm-hmm. So those are all important factors. Yeah, things to take into consideration if you want to try to make uh, your existing shelter, uh, say, into a hot tent. Um, and I just recently took my standard uh, shelter and sewed a stove jack onto it to make it into a hot tent. Um, it works excellent. And like you said, I, I've got one with angled walls. It's a TP design. Um, I guess I can plug it here. I've got an Octopeak. I love it. Um, so I set that one up with a, a stove jack after the fact. Um, but I, I'm just, it's good to know that so that if listeners out there say, hey, I want to, you know, get into a hot tent and get a tent wood stove, they have that option. I mean, of course, you can always come check out our website, see what's in stock, get yourself a nice little mini Peak XL or something. Um, But if you want, if you've already got something, it's possible on some to add a a stove jack afterwards. Yeah, and then let's real quick as we wrap up, Mm -hmm. let's go over two major types of stoves. One's packable Uh and ultralight, and the other one's heavier and not packable. Yeah, definitely. Um so just really generic. Some are made for ultralight backpacking. Mm-hmm. Um, they are held together usually by some bolts or something. You take them apart, fold them down, stick them in your pack. Uh, they're usually a very lightweight material. Um, and those are good when you're going. I mean, I like it anyways for no matter what, even if I was car camping. But if you're going to be going deep where weight counts, that one's important. Yeah, and then... The other one would just be made out of steel mm-hmm. or stainless steel. Mm-hmm. And that one you cannot take apart. Yes. And so can you think of any ways to use that one? Um, I have definitely would want to use it car camping. I'd want to mm-hmm. use it in my backyard, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah. Primarily car camping where you're driving out a bunch of stuff. Um, or I guess if you're pulling, you know, something and you didn't mind the weight. Um but I still wouldn't take it too far. Yeah, so, and it's also really convenient to set up because you don't have to build it. Yes, exactly. So that's, you're trading the convenience and the weight uh, is really the two main factors there. Um, that and then usually, typically the packable ones I see have a, like a rollable type stovepipe. 
Um, so that's just something to consider too. Yeah, because to kind of give you an idea, it's like a huge piece of luggage mm-hmm. compared <laughs> to a laptop. Yes. That would be the two variables between like a titanium packable stove mm-hmm. and a stainless steel like car camping stove. Yeah. So what you give up to convenience, weight and size, and then titanium, we're not going to go into stainless steel versus titanium or steel versus titanium on the heat efficiency and all that, because that you could just figure out on your own yeah. on another podcast. Yeah, sounds like a rabbit hole for sure. Yeah, we would need an hour just for that. Mm-hmm. But um, so in conclusion, any last thoughts there, Dustin? Uh, if you don't own a tent wood stove yet, I would suggest finding out which one in the market's going to work for you and getting one and, and getting it set up. Do it in your yard first. Get used to working with it. Um, but I think it's definitely something that everybody who likes to be in the woods in a tent should have. Yeah, you just look at your needs. Am mm-hmm. I going to be hiking five miles or exactly. am I going to be driving up? Yeah. And then you go from there. Yes perfecto i love tent wood stoves um i'm gonna fire one up this weekend whether it's in the backcountry or the backyard so uh there you go yeah and it's fun just to uh, practice your skills because when it's pouring down rain in the backcountry you'll be very comfortable yes exactly if you're got that hands-on time yep in your yard coal management wood management all that kind of stuff um it's good to just Get it nailed down in your yard, um, and you'll be that more comfortable out there. Yep. And then using gloves, you could have uh, your daughter or someone else just throw some sticks in there. Yeah, exactly. It's fun, hands-on time, safely. Yeah, and then you can get the young one started on the uh, Boy Scout manual early instead of later. Yeah, because <laughs> when I was 10, mm-hmm. that sat on my little nightstand Dang. and never left. Well, now that I'm 32, I'll make sure it sits uh, somewhere nearby <laughs> until I can get through it a couple times. Um, anyhow, I appreciate you sitting down and talking to me about tent wood stoves. Um, I think it's a total game changer to have one. Yeah, I know our customer service team gets hammered with these questions. Mm-hmm. So this is a good um, topic to share. Um, and hopefully somebody learns something. Yes, exactly. Thank you for tuning in. You're the man. Thanks.